On the Hunter's Advantage podcast, we talk to companies like Drury Outdoors, Vortex Optics, Sitka Gear, the National Wild Turkey Federation, and many more, all to help you. Whether you're a compound bow hunter, a traditional bow hunter, rifle hunter, or however you choose to chase your game, this podcast is the one for you. Whether you want to learn how to spot and stock elk in Colorado, how to conserve public lands, or how to start a business in the outdoor industry, we got you covered. I'm Christian Babcock. I'm going to be your host of this podcast, and my goal is to help you become the best overall hunter you can be by bringing you high-quality tips, strategy, and gear review information from brands and guests that you can trust. Thanks for tuning in on your drive to work while you're at the gym, drinking your morning coffee, or whatever you choose to do while consuming the Hunter's Advantage podcast. We appreciate your time. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on iTunes. Leave us a review of what you thought of the podcast because we're going to be giving away a premium OnX membership that has access to all 50 states. Um, so this week on the podcast, I'm joined with Jen Callahan, uh, the chief marketing officer of the Go Wild app. Maybe you could start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself and your role at Go Wild. Sure. Thanks for having me on, Christian. Um, so I've been at Go Wild for about five months now. Um, before coming to Go Wild, I was working for a company for 18 years. Um, it was um, a warranty and service contract business that was acquired by a global organization called AIG. Um, I was the head of their strategic marketing um, program, which was like over $400 million program. Oh, wow. And, yeah, it was... Um, it was a lot of responsibility. I loved what I was doing with them. Um, and uh, like I said, I'd been there for 18 years. So, um, you know, it was nice to, uh, to, to have that experience. And I'd worked with a lot of um, really well-known brands uh, in, in those roles. So um, invaluable experience for me. Um, but, uh, you know, coming to Go Wild, I think uh, for me personally, I was ready for just a life change. Um, I'm passionate about the outdoors. And when I talk to Brad, um, you know, his energy is pretty infectious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> incredibly passionate about what um, his vision is for this. So um, right away, I knew like, this is probably a, a really good fit for me um, to just take, you know, some of the things that skill sets that I had and see if they're transferable into the, the outdoors um, uh, industry. That's awesome. So just jumping in and working at a startup after being somewhere for 18 years, um, that, I think that can be really, really scary. So what was it um, that made you so confident um, that the Go Wild app would be a success at scale? Um, well, a couple things. One is, you know, like I said, uh, you know, talking with Brad and really getting a, a better understanding of his vision um, just, you know, I really uh, latched on to that. Um, there were some things that he said that, that triggered, uh, you know, uh, something inside me that was like, this is certainly, you know, there's a need out there that he's solving for. And, um, and not just him. I mean, the, the, the co-founders of Go Wild are incredibly talented. Um, I mean, they, they just bring, each bring something so unique to, the power that um, that happens behind the scenes. And I mean, mainly I didn't know a lot about, you know, really what the the trends were in, you know, 
these niche platforms. I didn't have a lot of research or background on that, but I believed in them and I believed in what their mission was with Go Wild. And, uh, you know, I think whatever they, they do um, is going to be successful just because of how um, how talented and smart they are. Um, and I do, again, think that they have hit, um, you know, really looked at this in a way of like solving a, a problem. You know, there's a lot of um, things that we've all maybe experienced as, you know, out, outdoors enthusiasts, if we're on other platforms that have been a little bit in the, on the negative side. And I think, you know, they tapped into something that there's people out there that are maybe misunderstood and should have a, a place that they can go and turn to um, like go wild and still be, you know, extremely active on social media and have a way to, you know, interact with one another without some of the, the, the BS as, as they yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I mean, there definitely is some BS on the other platforms when it comes to hunting, especially, especially Reddit. That's one that I def Reddit, um, Facebook is a, is a bad one too. You're in these big groups and people are just like trashing each other. And I'm like, I don't particularly understand why why that's promoting hunting and that's probably one of the the issues and why hunting is at a decline for the amount of people that are doing it yeah i mean i think it's it's interesting to me i i didn't have a lot of uh experience and like i wasn't personally using a lot of social media um just i mean i did for work but not for myself yeah I didn't a lot you know uh with broader groups so unless it was like for research. Um, so I, I do think that the little bit that, of, that I have, the interactions that I've had, um, I'm just like, how does anyone have time for this? I mean, it's mm -hmm. a lot of work. I think there can be some benefit in helping people, you know, understand, you know, the reason behind what you're doing. But truly, I, I just, I, I guess I question whether or not that platform will move the needle for the folks that already, you know, they've already taken their stance and maybe there's an opportunity to, to move them and their mindset. Um, I, I, I question whether or not those platforms are the place to do that. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's I definitely, I think through partnerships that you guys have at go wild, like the NWTF, I mean, that's definitely going to help the promotion of, of getting more hunters. And, and I'm from Oklahoma, and I'm actually chatting with a guy today about um, NWTF efforts in Oklahoma, and they're, they're looking to recruit 5,000 hunters uh, throughout the next couple of years, and it's super cool that you guys get to be a part of that as well. Yeah, we're so excited about that partnership. And, you know, I, I think, too, it's um, been a learning experience for me, um, you know, just have like being a consumer in the industry and not, you know, really working um, as a as a as a career in the industry. Um, it's been interesting to get to know organizations like NWTF, um, you know, and see it from that perspective and have the chance to, you know, just be really side by side with them in, you know, coming up with new innovative ways to reach, um, you know, a variety of demographics and you know i think it's smart on their part that they are starting to and i say starting to i mean they've been doing this but it, you know i like that the they've identified us as a good partner to bring maybe more of a tech savvy side to how they interact with um you know whether it's mentors or mentees um mm -hmm. you know it just opens up a new uh 
space for that kind of conversation to happen. And I think the more of that that happens, uh, it just really helps for others to know what NWTF um, is doing and, and how much, uh, you know, traction they can really get. I mean, I think they are, you know, just doing some amazing things. And the more awareness that's out there about that, the better. Yeah. No, I think that's great. Um, so hats off to you guys on that one. Um, but getting on, getting more on the logistical sides of this, so what were some of the challenges of marketing the Go Wild app early on? So, for instance, I was always talking um, to my fiance now. I guess she was my girlfriend then. But she was like, you need to create an app that's focused just on hunters. And I was like, I know it has to exist. I was like, I know it's out there somewhere. And eventually I, I came across an ad. I, I don't know if it was an ad or it was a post or something. And I was like, I clicked on you guys' page. You had 40,000 followers. And I was like, Lauren, I'm not doing the app anymore. I was like, someone's <laughs> doing it. And they're doing it really, really well. Um, so I'm wondering, what were some of the challenges in the early, early days of Go Wild? Um, you know, I, I wasn't here in those days. So I yeah. can only speak to like what I've learned. And, you know, of course, since coming on, I, uh, you know, did the due diligence of looking at things that worked and and maybe, you know, things that they tried so that I could, uh, you know, repurpose some of those same tactics because I do think that you know there has been some amazing growth with what they've done um, even you know for those small amount of time that I think we're at like maybe 15 16 months um, since inception so in the early stages you know I think it it truly isn't much different than it, the challenges aren't much different than some of the challenges that we hear from you know some of our partners which is just the fact that censorship has, you know, been on the rise. There's a lot of guidelines and different things that, you know, uh, other platforms that we've relied on as marketers um, have put in place to really sort of steer who and how we can, you know, have that reach. So as that continues to shift, it you know, continues to be a challenge um, for anyone marketing um, anything in the outdoor space. So, you know, then and that includes us. And we want people to know that we're out here. And in, in some cases, the best way to get in front of them is to, you know, have an ad that has something that is going to be familiar to them. Um, if that happens to be a firearm or a person with, you know, a success with an animal, uh, with a hunt, like Facebook and Instagram um, and in some cases, you know, Google or YouTube, we just, we can't, we have to work around it um, because it, it, we've learned, um, you know, the hard way that uh, they'll take things down and censor us um, just the same as they do other, you know, other brands or um, consumers. I mean, I think censorship is a big, big issue with the other platforms. And it's something that running a podcast, it's extremely, extremely frustrating. Um, because I know I've tried to post some, not, you know, not ads at scale, but some smaller ads, um, promoting things, um, like, like my talks with Brad and stuff like that. And they always get denied because I think it's cause I have Hunter in my name and they're like, we don't promote the sale of firearms or anything like that. I'm like, I'm not selling firearms. I'm talking about an app. It's like, if you do if and they, and they say something like, well, if, uh, if you think this is wrong, you contact us here. And I'm like, it's fine. You know, it's just, it's extremely frustrating and it's nice to have a place that just harbors those conversations and, you know, somewhere where you can get genuine advice. 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think it's a dilemma that everyone's that's in the outdoor space is faced with right now and trying to, you know, understand like how to overcome some of those obstacles. I mean, one way is to work with niche platforms like us. Um, not that that was really meant to be a plug for us, but, um, you know, truly there are advantages to, um, you know, being able to reach people that are in a community that are like minded um, rather than trying to, you know, get, you know, put something out there to the masses to either have it censored or, you know, steered in a direction that maybe you didn't intend. When I was doing some research into this podcast, uh, I noticed that some of, and Brad had told me too, so I don't think I'm too creepy for knowing this, but um, that you're into running, um, hiking, fishing, camping, hunting, stuff like that. So I just want to know a little bit more into the background of how you got into the outdoors. Um, so, gosh, I mean, I, this is going to make me sound like an old lady, but that's okay. I <laughs> am from like a generation where you woke up in the morning and your parents were like, okay, go outside. And yeah. you did not come back in. Like, in fact, you didn't want to, it was like, there was nothing to do indoors. I mean, I remember days that like we had to be indoors. It was like torture, you know? So I just, I think, you know, going outdoors just was such a norm for me growing up. Um, you know, I had, you know, uh, my mom wasn't into hunting or fishing very much, but my dad was, um, he wasn't, really avid at hunting and fishing, but he did do some of it and exposed us to it. Um, and then as I got older um, and had, you know, other things on my mind, you know, as a teenager, I kind of got away from some of that. But then, um, you know, later in like my mid twenties, um, uh, I had some, uh, one person in particular that inspired me to, to start running. And then, um, Beyond that, it just sort of took off. I mean, I really just enjoyed being, um, uh, you know, doing the races and running and challenging myself, um, both physically and, you know, just think there's a lot of mental toughness that comes with some of the more endurance um, challenges. And I just really liked it and um, kind of got into into that uh, from from that aspect. But the um, but hunting, I met my husband, um, and he, uh, when we were in the dating phase, um, we, he was like, oh, you know, uh, during hunting season, here's what's going to happen. I mean, he kind of warned me, like, you know, yeah. he was, <laughs> um, and, and he's like, you know, I'd love for you to, you know, try it if you want to. And so, you know, of course at that stage, it's like, oh yeah, I want to do everything you like to do. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm sure we both did a little bit of that. So I wanted to go out and, you know, I think what was really, when I look back at this now, what was so smart on his part was he knew that I like to hike and do other things outdoors. So that's sort of how he um, got me out there to begin with. You know, he took me through like scouting and, um, you know, looking for sign and just introducing it more from the kind of the, the whole picture, you know, and, and really the, all the prep work that goes into it. And had I just walked out there and sat in a stand, I don't know if I would love it as much as I do today. Right. Um, so he really, I'll give him um, credit for really getting me into um, hunting. And, and as far as fishing, I've always liked to fish. Um, and then, you know, we went on these backcountry, um, uh, adventures 
where we, uh, you know, go up into, um, it's called Quetico. It's right outside of the boundary waters, uh, north of Minnesota. And we do like these eight day backpacking and fishing and, you know, uh, it's one of those where you get dropped off at one point and you have to make it to, to your pickup, um, you know, over the course of how many days you're up there. So once I did that, I was really hooked um, in, in doing something more extreme like that was uh, was really fun for me. So how does how does the Go Wild app help you share all these stories? Because you, you have, seem like you have a lot of different interests um, b- between all those things. So how does how does the app help you? share those stories and connect with people that enjoy the same things as you? Um, so I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying before. I didn't really share a lot uh, on social media for myself personally. I mean, I think people that are close to me and know me well knew what I was up to. Um, right. And gave me a lot of, you know, support. And, um, I don't know. I, I guess I had never really um, used social media to get information or share, you know, I, I didn't see it as a space for me to make an impact at all, but I would say that's completely different um, when it comes to Go Wild. I, I have heard so many testimonials since I've been here from people that have, you know, written us, that have reached out to us either in app or, you know, through an email saying how much go wild has changed their lives and that that might sound extreme but they've made friendships they've been able to help you know new hunters or anglers you know with information and just the the community i can't say enough about how strong that community has been from a positive side so i think for me personally now i feel like if i post something that's you know uh me, you know, going through the motions of preparing for my fishing trip. I feel like somebody out there might see that and either A, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm doing the same thing and this is great. And then we can, you know, connect that way. Or, you know, it might be someone that's never done it before and they're like, hmm, you know, maybe I, maybe I want to get into this. Um, this is a good, you know, space for me to learn and, and I can actually feel comfortable asking questions and, um, and that's huge. So I think that, you know, as, uh, you know, as, as a part of that community, I'm using it in the same way that others are either to get information or, you know, potentially be, I, I don't want to say role model, but, you know, sometimes there are people out there that are looking for some mentorship and want some, someone with experience to give them some feedback. Um, so I think it, it definitely has um, been a unique uh, platform for me yeah. uh, to be able to do that. That's great. So um, next question, I mean, absolutely no disrespect by this, and I know you're not going to take it that way, but I just want to disclaim for anyone that's listening. Um, so I just wonder, what is it like helping run an, an incredibly influential company, but in a space that's typically dominated by a lot of men? And I know women in the outdoors are starting to become more and more popular with people like Taylor Drury and Eva Shockey and stuff like that. But what is what is that like? Um, gosh, you know, what's funny is I never really thought about like the R3 as it pertains to women specifically. I think about it just as a whole, um, you know, there's a lot of diversity that's needed in hunting. It's not just, um, between genders. So, I mean, I think it's great that, uh, you know, that we're seeing a rise of women, um, in the space. 
I, I never knew until I really got into this as a career what how many different organizations there are that are female, um, you know, headed up by females and that are predominantly females. I think those groups um, are helping to create, you know, more of a welcome, uh, less intimidating. I mean, at least from what I'm hearing, there are uh, females that, you know, maybe they want to get into it, but they would prefer to connect with other females that are doing it already rather than, um, you know, I just think there's probably a little more knowledge of like something that's more gender specific if they're in those groups versus, um, you know, just connecting with or trying to get into it, uh, you know, in the in a broader, like more male dominant um, uh organizations. Um, so I, I guess I don't really know. One thing that sort of stood out to me, um, and I, I don't know that there's statistics to prove this, but when Brad had done the Restless Native podcast with um, Becky Humphreys, uh, the CEO of NWTF, in that conversation, I was on site while he was doing it and kind of listening, and it was really cool to hear some of her thoughts on some of these things too. Um, super knowledgeable lady, uh, and you know has a you know a, a level uh, within NWTF as a female. So I really respect her um, for for that. She said something that stood out to me, and it was, and I'm, I'm probably not going to get an exact quote, but it was something along the lines of you know in households where one parent hunts, um, it's like the chances are maybe their children will, she said, but in households where the mama hunts, it's almost guaranteed that the whole family is going to hunt and that they're yeah. going to be able to pass that along. And again, I don't know if there's statistics to prove that out, but it did, it did occur to me like, wow, that does make sense. You know, that if, if if the mother is also a part of that whole experience and you know together those parents are you know doing that as a lifestyle and everybody's on board with you know how how and why they're doing it i do think that could could make a huge difference in you know the the future of um people hunting not just gender specific yeah awesome um, so in my conversation with Brad, uh, we touched on the scale at which go out, the Go Wild app is going to be consumed the rest of 2019. Um, so, and I think a thing that people are going to think about a lot um, is, and it's something I don't want to focus on, and I don't want, don't want people to focus on, is growing a following, and maybe not even a following, but how, what, what would your advice be to someone that's trying to, glow, to grow their influence on the Go Wild page? Uh, no, I, I think it's interesting to think about the way we uh, use um, some of the more of the functionality uh, rather than you know other platforms may not even have something like this so if you think about and I know you're on there and you've done this yourself so if you if you log or track time you know even listening to a podcast we're using that as a way to create a score um, within your profile. And I would encourage people to, you know, if they're looking for, you know, a way to stand out and a way to 
convey, you know, their level of experience or the time and commitment that they put into these things, um, rather than focusing on getting followers. Um, because chances are, if you're posting and logging things, you know, the way that the, the, the app feed works is you're going to be able to connect with people and you don't have to, you know, wait or, you know, try to do anything real specific to, to get um, that interaction and engagement with others. But if you're, you know, if you log a, um, a trophy or you uh, log a, that you've listened to a podcast, um, your score on your profile is going to, you know, increase. And, you know, as you connect with others, they will see that and say, oh, gosh, this person is super committed to putting in the time for the things that they're um, uh, enthusiastic about with regards to the outdoors. So they, you know, that will help to just, you know, give your profile a boost um, in how you interact with others. Um, that being said, even people with low scores, it may not be that they don't have a really, you know, a lot of expertise in a number of different areas. Um, they may just not have used the app in that way yet. And we're trying to do a better job of getting, you know, people familiar with, um, there's a lot of layers to go wild. And I think in some ways it makes it really interesting because you're always finding, you know, a new feature or a new way to do something. Um, in other ways, you know, for us, it is, um, up to us to really help people discover those things and so if, if people haven't logged or tracked an activity specifically on the um, on the activity side we now have the feature where you can um, you know track something live and have you know even more con uh, you know more information about your experience um, like the distance um, and if you're you know integrated with the Garmin uh, to bring in your biometric data, and I think you're familiar with some of that. So I would say leaning more on using those features um, is going to help to uh, get better engagement if that's what you're there for. Um, and then just doing it frequently. Um, you know, I, I, someone recently said to me, you know, apps are like, you know, just one of those things. The more you use it, the more you use it. Um, and yeah. I think that's true for Go Wild. So what are your what are some of your favorite features in the app um, and how do you use it? I'm going to ask you the same question I did, Brad. How do you use it as a sportsman? I know you touched on a little a little bit about it uh, earlier, but yeah, I just want to ask that one again. Yeah, I mean, I think it's two things. One is um, I like to look at what everyone else is up to. So that, that might sound a little creepy, but I I just like to see uh, I like to go to the trails that the topics that I'm interested in. And it, it motivates me to uh, to want to log something um, and get my time in too. So, like for example, if someone posts that they you know went for a run or even a hike, I'm like, oh gosh, you know this looks cool. I see their experience, and it truly motivates me to want to get something of my own in there too. So even if it's a day that I don't really feel like it, I'm like, oh, what, you know, I can share this and knowing that there's other people in there that will, you know, be encouraging and like it, um, not meaning like it is in the upvote, but just that, um, that it could potentially do the same for them and get them back out there as well. Um, so I think that's one way. And then um, just uh, it, for me, I've really enjoyed the fact that I can, uh, log something uh, and go back and look at the time that I've put in. Um, so, for example, I'll be turkey hunting this year, 
Um, again, I haven't had any success in the past three years that I started, but hopefully <laughs> this is my year. Um, this one's the but, year. <laughs> this has got to be it. Um, but, it, you know, I think it's going to be really cool. Like, I've already started, like, um, you know, I'm practicing my call. I'm doing a lot of different things to, to kind of ramp up to the season. And I like that I can log those things. Um, and even if it's listening to podcasts, I think it helps to show, like, okay, you know, I, I've put in – um, this kind of time and effort and here's, you know, what I'm going to, uh, you know, it, it tells more of the whole story. Uh, and if I get a success, great. That'll be a part of that story. If I don't, then that's a part of the story too. Um, and then hopefully I'll have, you know, a recipe to share if I do have success. And I think being able to look at that and, you know, like the, the full circle of, um, of those activities. Um, and I used hunting as the example, but it can be true for, you know, anything where you kind of have a goal, um, that you're working towards, um, and, and being able to store all of it and organize it on go wild is, is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think it is too. I, I love what you said about sharing the whole story because a lot, a lot of times on, and especially on other platforms, our critique is we only share the good, the good moments and the trophies and, and all that stuff. And, but I think it's great to, to share it all. And something, uh, something that you talked about earlier was, and I think is something that guys want to know. It, and you you touched on it a little bit earlier, but is for someone that's trying to get their girlfriend, wife, fiance into hunting and enjoying it, could you go a little bit more in depth on on how that would work, it, especially if the the girl doesn't come from a hunting background? Um. For me, it was, I think, uh, well, it was definitely that I was in the, you know, the, what I call like the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> where, you know, you're, you're just more willing maybe, but, um, but let's say you're not and, um, uh, and you still, you know, want to, to share something about that experience with them. I mean, Here's one thing I will say that I learned is if I'm out there, but I don't have a weapon or I haven't been through, you know, like safety, you know, and I guess, you know, if you're talking about someone who truly has had no exposure, um, which is where I come from, you know, then I would say start with things like, you know, letting them, uh, you know, go through firearm safety. Um, or other, you know, whatever um, weapon that they, they might have, because I think going out there and just sitting there, if you're not truly hunting, if you haven't, you know, scouted and you don't really haven't really attached yourself to the, the whole idea of what you're striving to do and the reason behind it, it can be potentially boring for a person that hasn't, you know, they're, they're just kind of there for company. Maybe they're enjoying like the nature side of it. Um, but it doesn't nearly even begin to touch on the experience of I've scouted this. I know what the behaviors are of the animals. I'm out here. I'm being, you know, to hopefully shoot something, um, and be able to, you know, put food in the freezer. And, you know, I think when you tie all of those pieces together, it could help them better attach themselves to, the meaning of it. And at least that's what really worked for me because otherwise when I did go out and just, you know, sit in the stand, it was nice to be out there. I loved listening to, you know, the animals, well, not the squirrels, those are kind of annoying, but definitely, you know, but I do think it was, it was nice, but I also was always like, gosh, I could be getting some other things done or, 
I'm not really sure if I'm into this, but I think once I got comfortable with using a weapon and I started to put all the pieces together, then I really started to enjoy it. And the feeling of, and I didn't have a success this year when I shot at a deer, but the feeling of that adrenaline and knowing like, you know, what you're about to do and, and then having that, um, you know, you know, as food in the freezer, again, it's just, it really helps to, to maybe change, you know, the way that you think about it and, and look at it. And, and potentially, um, those are some things that would help, you know, get other females interested. Um, and if guys, you know, if they really want their, their girlfriend or wife out there, that's the other thing. I know a lot yeah. of guys are like, Hey, or girls, um, that are like, mm, this is my time for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people are like that too. So did you grow up, did you, when you were growing up, did you eat any wild game, any venison, anything like that? Oh yeah, we did. I mean, I'm from Kentucky, like I'm yeah. from a city, but I, we definitely had, um, you know, we had all the wild game. Um, I, my parents didn't have a lot of money and, you know, a lot of times that was how we, fed the household. I mean, it wasn't, um, unheard of to also have like other things that, um, that come back to me is, you know, I remember being a part of a conversation where somebody was talking about, um, eating squirrel and I was like, yeah, I've eaten squirrel. I mean, who hasn't like, it didn't yeah. seem like that's so odd, but, um, but yeah, I mean, so I grew up, um, with it and I do think that, uh, you know, it, it does change, I think, how someone looks at it if it's been ingrained and instilled in their heritage, like from day one. Um, that's definitely different than someone that's, you know, kind of being introduced to it. I think it takes a little more effort to help them understand, you know, the, the purpose or, you know, maybe some of the, the health um, benefits and different things like that. Yeah, I think that's been one of the um, one of the pain points for me. Um dating someone that that doesn't come from that background um because there's a lot of skepticism she's like you 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 hung this up in the garage when it was cold and you want me to eat it and i'm like yes i i do <laughs> so it's been it's been a really interesting process to do that begin you know explaining um you know your beef is the same way and the things that you buy the chicken is the exact same way you know and this is like organic and it's better for you so that's been one of the pain points for me. That's, that's just, that's just why I ask. No, I think it, it's, it's interesting. And I, you know, I would just encourage you to keep doing what you're doing in terms of, you know, like hit this, hit the angle of nutrition or, you know, the advantages um, to eat, you know, to, to eating game versus, you know, things that have been processed um, in other ways. And I think eventually like, you know, that is going to be a big, and maybe this is me with my marketing hat on, but I do think that that is a good angle to get people more likely to give it a shot because I think we're learning a lot about what um, goes into our bodies and how that may affect us, you know, and how we can be more proactive um, to, you know, to prevent things from a health standpoint. I think just as a society, we're getting better about that and wiser about that. And um, this, this could be a good gateway to getting, uh, others, uh, to, to try it and then, you know, get creative on your recipes. I don't know if you're a good cook or not, but there's some, uh, really amazing recipes. I'm sure like on the app you've seen from field to plate from Jeremiah Dowdy. I mean, he's got some great, uh, recipes and, um, there are a number of other, you know, good, uh, 
books, uh, cookbooks and recipes for wild game that if you keep trying things like that, I think, uh, eventually she's going to, you know, get over the, the idea of where it was in the garage <laughs> and yeah. then it's going to smell good enough that she'll give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, I think that's great. I think the recipes feature on go wild is great. Um, for things like that, actually it's, it's really funny that you mentioned that because, um, I cooked her some chicken fried deer steak for the first time. Uh, like I think it was last, yeah, it was last, uh, like August and it was from a deer I ki- killed the year before late in the year. And she, she was like, do you have any more of that? And I was like, I don't. And she's like, well, you need to go hunting this weekend. And I was like, okay. And so that was like, that was one of the first times I, I didn't have to justify myself in, in going out. So that was, that was great. And I think the recipes feature um, is going to be great for a lot of people because there's a really, a lot of really creative ways and a lot of great ways to cook wild game. And one of the, I think one of the critiques of, of wild game is that it tastes kind of gamey sometimes, you know, it's like really, really natural meat. There's not any preservatives or nothing like that. So, um, I think that's going to be a great feature for sportsmen to use in the future. Yeah. And for those of us that have had game and were introduced to it earlier in our lives, like it doesn't taste gamey to us, it tastes normal. And, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, so I think it's just a matter of, you know, behaviorally what people are used to, and then they're trying to maybe change, uh, you know, not just change their mind, but, you know, truly I'm sure has, a taste to it that they are not familiar with and sometimes that can be a turn off that there's certainly a lot more benefits to it than um than what i, th- I just think is awareness is better about that than the more people will be willing to give it a shot talking about the future of go wild um i know you're not allowed to reveal anything super exclusive but um, what are some promotions, partnerships, giveaways, current or in the future, that you guys are excited about at Go Wild? Um, so we do have a uh, partnership with Outdoor Access right now, and we have a sweepstakes that's running for a turkey hunt. This is a um, child parent hunt, so um, if anyone's interested, they can go, you know, download Go Wild. Um, search uh, giveaways and find the outdoor access uh, sweepstakes. Um, all the details are in there, and um, it uh, it's a great way to um, you know promote the uh, the importance of you know working with um, you know y- the youth to uh, you know be interested in hunting, uh, do it in a way that that they can learn and be safe um, about uh, getting into hunting. Um, It's a turkey hunt that's gonna be this spring. We've also partnered with um, uh, NWTF as a co-sponsor and Raise Them Outdoors, uh, which is an amazing organization that, um, you know, works with with youth um, across the nation. So I think if um, if anyone uh, you know is a parent and they have a child, even if the child already is experienced and has had some exposure to hunting, still a great uh, it'd be a great sweepstakes to to win. There's going to be some amazing people involved in uh, and and it'll be covered you know by us and and by the co-sponsors um, and uh, the affiliation with Outdoor Access and the partnership with them has been tremendous. They've done such an excellent job with becoming. Um, uh, the, the term that they use is, uh, or that, you know, I've heard is the uh, Airbnb for the outdoors. So, you know, the way they look at uh, access to public, public land and the way that they've um, really changed, been a game changer in that, 
the way that they look at that and make that available to people um, has been really cool. So it's definitely one worth um, entering in and um, taking a chance at, at having a, uh, an opportunity to win. That's great. So if you're if you're a dad on the Go Wild platform, you better get on there uh, for a chance to win that. But um, <laughs> so you talked a little bit, and something I didn't even think about it is is the youth. I was going to ask you, um, what's the youth look like on your platform? Do you guys have a lot of youth that have signed up for Go Wild? Um, we do. I mean, I, and uh, you're putting me on the spot. I can't remember the exact age on the guidelines um, uh, and what the parameters are on the age, um, but there are. Um, a lot of young people on the app. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I've had parents, you know, talk about and encourage, you know, um, encourage some of the interaction because, you know, it does give um, kids a chance. Um, you know, for example, one dad said to me, he's like, my daughter loves, you know, hunting and fishing and she's outdoors all the time, but she doesn't, you know, have a lot of friends at school that are into it. And it's a little intimidating because it's like, you know, as a young, and I'm, I'm saying young, but like, you know, um, teenager, I guess, type of age range where, you know, they're looking for acceptance um, on some level and Go Wild, you know, has certainly provided uh, a lot of great females that are into this and I think, you know, have become, um, you know, some good role models for, um, you know, uh, youth to to be able to feel like they can you know at least have some exposure to it um, in a social media space that's um, a little bit different than what you might have on other platforms and um, and you know even on the side of like mentors um, that um, are you know looking to be able to share information with their mentees and it, it could be youth it doesn't have to necessarily always be youth but in the space of the youth I think it allows those guys to you know have a safe place to you know they may not know like the do's and don'ts of how to post a picture of a success I mean maybe they just want to take the picture and move on with life you know and yeah. not all the backlash right and we can provide that on go wild and I think it just helps to kind of accommodate like you know, that fear of, you know, am I doing it right? Am I not doing it right? And that's such a, 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 you know, really important, especially at those young ages that if they, you know, it's really easy when you're younger to be like, oh, well, somebody else doesn't like this, so I'm not going to do it anymore. Um, so I do think it's been able to uh, lend some, some help and guidance as far as that goes um, for younger ages. That's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm super excited for what you guys are doing um, in the future of Go Wild. So, And definitely keep up what you guys are doing. It's a, it's a, it's a great platform. I'm excited um, about more people to download it and, and actually use it. Um, so lastly, uh, just wrapping up here, where can we keep up with you, Jen? Where, if we want to keep up with your story, what's going on with Go Wild in your life, where, we, where can we do that? On Go Wild. Um, I'm very active and engaged on Go Wild. I do have a uh, Instagram and social uh, Facebook account, but mainly it's because I, um, you know, need to kind of be aware of what's going on in those spaces. Um, so personally, um, to keep up with me or get engaged would be um, almost exclusively on Go Wild. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you and your willingness to jump on and Brad for the connection if you're listening to this. So thank you so much for jumping on with me and we will do it um, again in the future sometime. Great. Happy to do it. Thank you so much, Christian. 
If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. We're going to be giving away a premium on X membership. If you leave a review and subscribe to the podcast, you'll be entered. And when we, uh, when we hit a hundred people on the reviews, we're going to be giving that away. I think it's a $99 value and it'll give you access to all 50 states. Thank you guys so much for listening and get ready for the next episode.